the value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. Over the last couple of years, we've seen the discussion around how in- investors can influence climate change evolve. A couple of years ago, it was all about portfolio decarbonisation. Um, that has started to become more nuanced. And there's this focus on transition. But much of that has been developed market focused so far. Daisy, why should we be thinking about emerging markets in this context? And what are the key elements we should be thinking about around that? Well, put very simply, without an emerging market transition, there is no net zero transition. 90% of emissions growth in the next uh, eight years is going to come from emerging markets. So unless we work out how to bend that curve of that emissions growth and actually start reducing emissions over time in emerging markets, we will not be on track for net zero. So it's all very well to have a net zero transition and and some regions like Europe have the regulation in place that's probably going to drive that transition almost irrespective of what investors do in addition. Um, But you just don't see that in emerging markets. And actually, we need to continue to foster the transition for those emerging markets and actually support what we see, which is a number of companies within emerging markets going ahead of their governments and where government plans are to say, actually, we can deliver this through investment, through those companies setting plans and delivering on those. But unless investors are very focused on that part of the transition, the emerging market transition, we aren't going to get to net zero. So any investor who wants to be net zero needs to think about how they're going to contribute to that part of the the transition. But I think what they're struggling with is is how that actually needs to happen. What can they do? You know, what we need to see in terms of those investments. And I mean, you've been working on this for some time, Naz, in terms of what we need investors to be investing in. Maybe you can talk a bit about that. So if we think about what needs to be um, financed in emerging markets, it's a combination of effectively three things. It's the new infrastructure, the green infrastructure, so the new um, renewable energy power plants, um, increasingly batteries and storage. Um, and in due course, you m- may see industries like green hydrogen develop in relation to that. That's the first one. The second one is the grid infrastructure. And I separate those out because the first one is increasingly possible to do with the private sector. The second one, you need the public sector to be part. The third one, we get back to the private sector, is the the new technologies. So electric vehicles, electric buses, um, shipping solutions. Those are the three broad areas. The good news is that on pure commercials, renewables are now your cheapest source of power. So for most emerging markets, it's easy on financial grounds to convince them to invest in renewable energy. And what the IEA's latest report shows is a massive increase in um, clean tech investment, renewable energy investment globally. Unfortunately, what it shows is the biggest increase has come in China. That's good news for emerging markets. 63% of emissions globally last year came from EMs. Off that, China was north of one third. So China's doing um, a lot. India, there's some um, good progress on solar, but there's much more that's needed. Brazil, also some reasonable progress. Outside of that, very little increase in clean tech investment in emerging markets over the last five years. It's flatlined. 
So how do we start to see more? And it's supporting those companies and EMs that are doing the most around this. Um, and that's what we're trying to, to do in this space. I mean, I think the question that we are trying to grapple with is most investors are struggling to actually um, include emerging markets as part of their um, thematic thinking. So when they think about equity allocations, they have emerging markets in it. When they think about um, climate allocations or um, certainly credit allocations, emerging markets are far less of a picture. So I don't know if that's been your experience as well. Yeah, and I think what we often see is because of a lack of focus, you know, asset owners have not built teams to really understand those risks, do the analysis that supports increasing their allocations in that space. And actually, I think there's a perception of risk that is often an overperception of some of those risks, simply because something is new or unknown. And actually, we see very good comparators between the sort of uh, loss given default or probability of default in, say, African infrastructure than we do in, you know, regular US loans, for example. And I think once you start to look at the real risks, and think deeply about those, actually, some of the perceptions can be overcome. But there is definitely some work to do to really bring in a large pool of that institutional capital that's needed to drive that investment in some of those lesser explored markets, should we say. And I think it's also where we see a need for public and private collaboration. And by that, I mean sort of two things, one of which is public sector bringing in some grant or risk-bearing capital to de-risk some of those investments that genuinely will need that, either just in the short term to manage perception of risk or for some of those genuine risks, you know, currency risk, for example. And then actually a public-private split also in terms of the, the markets. Obviously, some of those companies are, are listing debt, for example, um, and you know you can buy into that quite easily, very liquid space, much easier for investors. But the, the private credit space is much less well-known for, for investors, but an important driver of some of those new technologies that are going to be needed. And also, I think the bit that we often underplay is a significant growth opportunity in those markets. You know, Simply the population growth in emerging markets and some of those countries where there is a lack of investment at the moment are actually going to be where a lot of growth happens. And we want our investors, our clients to be benefiting from that that growth, that structural growth driver that is a combination of those market forces, but also those investments in those new technologies and, and the transition that will be a growth driver in the long term. So I think that that's the case for EMs is we, we want to see increased investment in the EM transition because we think it will deliver competitive returns and therefore will offer a competitive investment opportunity as well as impact for investors. This podcast is a marketing communication and is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. In South Africa, 91 is an authorised financial services provider.